What's up, everybody? Josh Bushing here with Fairly Awesome Podcast. Here with Ryan McDowell, my brother Nate Bushing. Hey, what's going on? And Stoughton Wade. What's going on, guys? <laughs> uh, yeah. Episode five. Yay, we made it. Yeah. Episode episode five. <laughs> it's that's, odd. A, that's a good one. We sort of Empire. peaked out. Empire Strikes Back. I know, back. that's I know. what I'm saying. Yeah. Empire. Yeah. This is this good. Empire so. Strikes Back. Right? Okay. I, I can go in. Freaking there. awesome. Harry Potter, Order of the Phoenix. Mm. Great also, final battle also scene. Also good. Nice. Rocky yeah. Five. Uh-oh. Oh. Oh. You had to break it. You had to break it. I'm sure the fifth Indiana Jones will be fantastic. Whenever that comes out. Oh, we can't do that because no. of the normalization. No. <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. There was a clap. Stolen thunder. <laughs> Stolen. All right. So uh, somebody said something about backwards compatibility. I don't know who said that. I, I don't either. Uh, I think it was you. It wasn't me? It wasn't me that said that? I, I think we were talking about that. Okay. Um, so uh, let, us, let us in on I this. would like to submit to the podcast panel, if you will. That's what you are now, a panel. The panel? Uh, the discussion idea of talking about backwards compatibility and whether it really matters to you. Um, in this next generation, obviously, uh, it's kind of been ruled out. They've sort of said, you know, let's not do the backwards compatibility thing. It just seems to sell. It's just, it's just a talking point more than it is an actual system requirement at this point. Um, I think... PS2 was that was one of their big things. You know, they say, "Oh, you can play your PlayStation One games," and then ever since then, they've really uh, cornered themselves, if you will, <laughs> because they. I mean, the the more we go along with hardware, and we have uh, things that don't support uh, the previous generation. For instance, the PlayStation Three. If you didn't buy it out of the box in the early days, uh, it did not include this extra chip that would allow you to play all your PlayStation 2 games. They tried to emulate it. It did not do as well. And then they just kind of said, you know what, cahoots, let's get rid of it. Um, I would argue that it's one of the least uh, used point, but everybody seems to be all up in hay about it. You know, like... So it's not a, uh, it's not a good, like, focus for you? It's not something that you would... You have to have? Right. Console. No, I don't, I don't think so. I think in the old days, yes. I... I until I got over my tendency of hoarding everything. <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't need these, right? I, don't know, I was going to reach, but I didn't want to hit the microphone. Um, no, uh, I, I don't. I don't think it's necessary anymore. Um, and I think people are realizing that as well. I mean, if I wanted to uh, play a PlayStation 3 game, for instance, I have a PlayStation 3 that works just fine, you know? Mm -hmm. um, there is something to be said about not keeping around all this old hardware to sit around and play things. Um, and, uh, but I still think it's maybe not necessary for a system, but it, my other point with this, uh, was whether or not games should be museumified is what, I don't know if that's really a term. I might be making that up. English language people correct me if I'm wrong. Um, you but are. basically, uh, that's okay, though. We'll run with it. Oh, okay. Well, so what do, you, what do you mean by museumified? Uh, what I mean by that is, um, you know, what if, say 20 years from now, that I want to play a game that I can't run anymore, you know, on, a, on any sort of hardware, should we be preserving these, um, these experiences? You know, because you can go back and watch movies from the 30s when they were made. Now, some, I mean... I would say it, you can. I say you can. They've been preserved, if, right? If it's been... Uh, re-released. 
right? Okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, certainly there's plenty of movies, I'm sure, that you can't watch because no one's bothered to create a copy that can be played on wow. media. That's true. Um, yeah. But it's the same thing with books, right? You know, we still have editions of books that get re-released and they keep these things in libraries. My book is eternally backwards compatible, though. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yes, of course it is because it's paper until we have a book burning. It's done. What do you think, Fahrenheit 451 is right <laughs> around the corner. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm an advocate of backwards compatibility. I'm, yeah. I'm a guy that thinks, why not? Why wouldn't you do it? And when, when they were trying to do the, the PS2 to PS3, yes. uh, part of the problem was their DRM strategy on the PS2 and whatnot was uh, different... Different lasers, right, for reading yes, the, like the DVDs, yeah, right? colored discs or so, whatever. Yeah, right. So they had, uh, then they did the same thing on the on the PS One, but they pretty much mastered it with with PS Two backwards compatibility mm-hmm. on on PS One discs. Yeah, I think there was like one color that you couldn't you couldn't do with PS One, but it was largely uh, backwards compatible, it was like ninety five or something like that percent yep. compatible with PS One games. Uh, I don't know. I, it was something that to me. Okay, you ditch the old hardware, you get new hardware. I don't keep, you know, a 386 in the basement to play my, you know, Castles game and, you know. No, right. Right. So, to me, I, <clears throat> no, I am not going to be using it all the time. I still want to be playing the latest and greatest games. But right. occasionally, I want to go back and play Dark Forces or X-Wing or, or yeah, whatever. Exactly. You know? And I think it's going to be the same thing with, uh, with consoles. And, you know it's true because they re-released these games that were on previous gen. You know yeah. what I mean? So you know that the desire is there. They're kind of getting around it by doing re-releases or HD releases. Well, like the guy that's how they make that, more money, right? Sure, but like, do you think guy, that, guy? that gets like, overdone? Like the re-releases. Oh, like, it absolutely How many times is. have they re-released Final Fantasy like six? <laughs> I know, but actually I think it's underdone. I, I do. And, and, yeah. and here's why. A great album is released over and over again on whatever media is currently available. Now, that doesn't really apply anymore. Okay, so, because so Elvis on vinyl, 8-track, yeah, yeah. it, w- it was It was cassette. like the, the Frank Sinatra's, you know, yeah, whatever, mm-hmm. okay. best hits. Mm-hmm. It was going to be, it's probably you could find it every single form of media out there. Now, digital, and even that, you know, it's on MP3, and it's going to be on the next, you know, whatever the highest option is at any given time probably yeah probably yeah uh because it's classic so i would like to see the same thing with games uh the hd version of games like i can't believe we don't have grand theft auto vice city as like an hd re-release like there's a get that game is a great game Mm -hmm. except for it's kind of difficult to play now because your expectations for what like you know the graphics and sometimes you have to be. go back and have some nostalgia about it as well. Like yeah. I I went back um, maybe two years ago <laughs> and I played uh, I busted out the Nintendo sixty four and played Goldeneye. Yeah, Goldeneye is shocking how, how bad, bad the graphics. Oh, and at the time we all thought it was great. I know. Like the, <laughs> the, hand, the, the hand is just like bread. a fleshy blob. It holds, <laughs> holds a black pen, uh, you know, a pencil that sticks out. It, yeah, it's, it's it like, does look like the... Like a Lego it? guy no. with, with a It's block. supposed to be an AK and it looks like a pencil. <laughs> but I would actually assert to you that that is not that good of an actual game. Like, yeah. And see, I still enjoyed it. I just found the graphics hard to get around. I still, I still really had fun playing oh, that, uh, GoldenEye. The but, controls but are because of nostalgia. Is, but because of nostalgia. Yeah. Not because it was this incredible now, quality game. Now, like, I, okay, Doctor Mario doesn't need an HD re-release. Right. 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 You know, right. I can go play Doctor Mario or Tetris or whatever and be just perfectly happy. But a game like that 
that um, is kind of it, it's almost like going back and watching The Matrix now. Yeah. If you go back and watch The Matrix now, it's not that impressive. Sure. But when you first watched it, it was mindgasm. I mean, yeah. So this That's is good. exactly. So this is a problem that some games it works just to re-release. Some games you have to update. You have to in order to meet today's gamer standards. That's it's true. And and I don't necessarily know if it's the the graphics that I'm more interested in. It's just the experience altogether being mm-hmm. preserved. You know, like yeah, there are some like, you know, we we discussed movies and things like that that could be lost that aren't maybe as important, but do we should we make it a precedent to preserve these, though? Do you guys think these are experiences that deserve to be preserved? I, I trust the market to preserve what was good. Yeah. The market doesn't have a huge say in this, though, because even with dollars flailing, the companies still have to allow it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, everybody's... What company doesn't release a game if they think they can make the money doing it? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they they will do re-releases. I just, we might have the opposite problem. We might have people uh, making games. Uh, well, I was going to say, for instance, Earthbound was just recently re-released on Wii. And it has been... Um, or we uh, the download store, right? The eShop. Yeah, 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 so e-shop. this game has been rare to find. The cartridge, the original SNS, for forever. And yeah. it's been one of those kind of like underground, like, oh, let's go. Everybody loved it. Yeah, if you go to like a, a, a trade store where they where they trade video games, you try to find that. That's like the holy grail, you know, like that and Chrono Trigger on SNES. And to, mm-hmm. But Chrono Trigger has been released a lot more than Earthbound um, because Earthbound, I think, didn't sell as well. Because you're at the mercy of what the game companies will sell and they're not right. always right yeah right you know so uh, no i don't think that the market demand is uh, is always seen mm-hmm. by the gurus that should know yeah. and i think you know in some cases you say well what about my game you know what i mean like gta vice city maybe mm-hmm. you do think it should be re-released and and even with backwards compatibility a re-release has value mm-hmm. it was re-released for like iPad and, and iPhone, I think. Was it I don't eight? know if they updated oh, any graphics. But I don't think yeah, the graphics this were is, ever this changed. Is the thing, that's the problem, is that it's distractingly bad because of the graphics. what it is. Again, with I think with, uh, um, I should call them strategy games, it doesn't really matter that much. Like mm-hmm. my Because they're sprites. They're not, it's not right. uh, 3D. It doesn't have to look as good as... I mean, Dr. Mario doesn't have to look like Angry Birds. Right. Didn't have to because no. the concept of the game is simple enough. Yeah. Wolfenstein original, however, is... It is painful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, yeah. I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm a little disappointed. At this point, I do feel like it's it's for money, not for the right reasons. Yeah. Right? Like, why? Okay, Nintendo. I, I mean, we, we look at, at this, and we, we mentioned Sony. Who we didn't mention with backwards compatibility is Nintendo. Oh, They've right. actually been the ones that have pulled it off with the most uh, fluidity throughout their devices. Mm-hmm. You look at, uh, I mean, we, we talked about it before uh, with the different Game Boy or mobile uh, iterations, but when you right. looked at the original DS, yep. went back and played Game Boy Advance games, I right? and it yeah. worked. It, it wor- worked. It wasn't yeah. like, oh, there are a couple that don't work, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you have to watch out for those. Or if you know the the Pokemon Special Edition doesn't work, on it. no, 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 it just worked. Yeah, you know, and they're doing that now with uh, when the 3DS came out, it played all the DS games. You yep. know, yeah, and when uh, the Wii came out, I mean. The, some of these you can take on the who who cares, but when the Wii came out, it played all GameCube games. Mm-hmm. You know, it's nice, and it just worked. Yeah. Versus all these caveats of of previous games, like uh, Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty did not play everything. Right, it did not play everything. Wait, well, I mean, I think ultimately it did. 
once it had like updates where like I played Grand Theft Auto Vice City, which came out on Xbox mm. on Xbox 360 mm. because it had some kind of update that allowed it to run, and I it's, can't remember exactly. It's still there's still a list. They still only have a still, certain. Okay. It's a limited list. You know, yeah. honestly though, this goes back to the yeah. original question. I think of two games that I've played, like Madden. I think it was ninety five, mm-hmm. or not, I mean something like that, where I played it on wow. the then the next gen. Well, I had it broken. Like I had to, the exact plays I could run and go for like a touchdown every time. So why wouldn't I play that? It was, it was fun. It was like, oh, it's one hundred and thirty six to three. <laughs> so and then, seems legit. And then, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then GTA Vice City. So it was just those two experiences. But other than that, like, who's gone back and actually? But, yeah, I was but gonna it say, depends I, on what you. It depends I have on what a you list on my about. hand too. Yeah, yeah. Like, and yours are different. Well, I was gonna say I have like four games that I've gone back on my PS3 and played with my PS2 compatibility. It was like one of them. Funny enough, was a collection, or two of them were collections. They were the Mega Man uh, collection, anniversary collection, which had all one through eight of the original Mega Mans, and then Mega Man X collection, which was one through X, one through six. So I played like both of those, which are collections of previous collections to update. So once again, going to your argument that it's been made to make money. And then I think the other two were a couple of Robotech games um, back on the PS2. But honestly, other than that, I haven't even put another PS2 game in my PS3 to I, play. I think we'll see it more often because of uh, digital downloads. I think that because you don't have to print a disc and ship the disc mm-hmm. and new and artwork I really and everything hope so. else. I think yeah, that you'll see it. Yeah. Nice. I mean, all you have to do is pay somebody to I'm okay get the coding with, to work. I'm even, even okay streaming. with... If right. I, well, I don't know about that. But if, if I did... Old stuff. If like they Netflix. Don't do any, if they did Gaikai, Netflix, like Gaikai for Sony, it's supposed to be like the Netflix of games, right? Yeah. You could stream it to your... Yeah, there is a feature there. Yeah, it's, spo- it's supposed to... to be for PlayStation 4. Um, I think for anything fast-paced, that's going to be a problem, though. Yeah, but we'll, we'll see, we'll, we'll see how that goes. I have a yeah. feeling we're going to have to get faster internet before that's realistic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll see how it goes. But I, I'm okay with, if I owned, you know, Legend of Zelda, you know, cartridge, yep. mm-hmm. I accept that if, if you know... Nintendo, if the Wii U comes out and says backwards compatible with all previous games, but it's digital license, so you're going to have to buy it. But then from then on, it'll work as a Nintendo digital license. Mm -hmm. I'd be perfectly okay with that. I I would buy it again. Because I want, you know, I wouldn't even waste my time on loading it if it wasn't a game I cared about. So Mm -hmm. if it was five bucks, if it was like phone game competitive, you know, where we're talking about the dollar to five dollar market on mm-hmm. on playing which these games. Which is funny. Which they don't have to do anything, really. They just have to make an emulator that works on these. I, I was looking the other day, because I had heard that Final Fantasy VI was being remade for, like, Android and iOS. Hmm. And... That would be awesome. I found Final That'd Fantasy IV. Awesome yeah, Right? Final Fantasy IV on the Play Store. Yeah. $16. What? Yeah. That's $16. Way expensive. I know. Final Fantasy II... I do have on my on my iPhone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two dollars. Wow. Huh. I so I, I don't get that. Unless are they add, so adding specific I, stuff? To be honest, though, I, so. I would pay nineteen ninety nine for Final Fantasy VI download. I really would. The game is that it good. Is, it, oh, it, is, it is one of the best Final Fantasies. You know, and again, it's and it's, it, they are. They're there's tweaking stuff. They've changed some of the, the stuff around. Four looked like it was. It was but added. Honestly, they don't need to. It's a, it's right. like because it's an RPG. There's it's not fast paced enough. Yeah, and yeah. there is a certain amount of nostalgia where it's funny that the you know drawn like stylized version of the characters doesn't look a thing, thing. like yeah, the yeah. actual game. Oh characters. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, that kind of so is that that works. 
Um, Mr. Um, never appearing on this podcast was talking to me the other day. And, <laughs> That's his new name. And, and he told me he's actually bought, traded in, and bought Battlefield Bad Company 2 like 15 times. It is a little ridiculous. And he did the same thing with uh, the first... Uh, That's a little excessive. Black Ops. <laughs> yeah, so... Gee, uh, okay, why? well, because he, he decided he's a trader. he never he's wanted a to play trader. it again. Okay. Yeah. But so now he's just bought the digital license... He's now covered he for the rest of his life. Yeah. Right. So this is what I can imagine because we've made downloading games so easy. Yeah. That, that kind of thing. Well, it's like really the Steam really library, right? You know, I actually, funny story, I have Final Fantasy VII, the PC version, from Steam. They just recently released it like ah, like six months ago or something, maybe. I bought, uh, bought that. Now I have it, you know, everywhere I go on my PC, and I never have to worry about that again. And hopefully, you know, maybe that is the way to do it, is having it preserved via PC or whatever, you know, emulation in the past has been a way to preserve But but again, games. I I trust I trust the companies in the, the market. market. Like, I think I trust them to bear eventually it out. Get I really there. do. I trust them to bear it out. Okay. Some people have changed yeah. things up. It was like a fan stuff that you know, there's yeah. very it's, it's cool. Very there's going to be very few people and there will be, you know, some gaming Nazi developer that <laughs> refuses to sell the rights. You right. know, to let the game be released, mm. but he'll eventually die, and our kids can play it. <laughs> see, see, but we would have the same. We would have an argument about the fact that, uh, like Star Wars, George Lucas does not preserve that in the right way because <laughs> he's changing things, right? You know, so it's like, do we? Is that? Well, it's all Disney now. It's interesting. So, some people get nostalgic about things, and they're like, "Why did you change the graphics? Why are you HD updating instead of leaving it in the preserved format it was?" I right? desperately, I desperately want. Um, for Disney, when they come out with episodes seven and on, yeah, to re-release theatrical version of episode four, so that my children never have to see Greedo shoot first. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, does that experience? Um, do you guys feel like the the developer's original vision for it is the way that it should be preserved, or is it okay? I think they want to do HD release. Uh, yeah, yeah I, yeah, I don't mean to. Take I think if far. they want to do HD release, I think there should be that. And uh, Halo uh, Anniversary Anniversary yes. Edition did a very good job of of saying, mm. you know, hey, have it both ways. Here's the original one, port it over, and you could you could do that like uh, you switch know, it between the you two. could switch it between the two. So to me, that's that's how you do it. Mm-hmm. Same with movies. Same with with games. Yeah. If you want to HD. Release, you get both. yeah, right. If like I, right. I played God of War uh, HD remake or yeah, release, yeah. Mm-hmm. and you know it was pretty. Uh, I thought it was okay. The, just the cutscenes were disturbing to me, you mm-hmm. know, because the cutscenes were still PlayStation One graphics. But two, uh, right, yeah, yeah. So when you when you go through and do some of that stuff, I think it's fine to do that. It's just leave a mode to play the original one. You know, mm-hmm. they've got enough space to hold how little. <laughs> right, right. You know that that actually took up with those pathetic graphics. So that's that's all good with talking about like backwards compatibility and maybe adding value. What about like gaming value? Like, is there a is there a timepiece that you are or a time limit or some sort of amount that you want to get to for your money? So this is interesting because the other day when I beat uh, Grand Theft Auto Five. I looked at my total character time, and I discovered that I put 35 hours into the game, 
And I'd done, I think, I personally feel like I did a lot of the side stuff. I didn't get up, go, you know, win all the races, and I didn't discover all the collectibles. But I did all the kind of side story missions that you could really do before you get to that point. So $60 and 35 hours. Mm-hmm. And I think of how long it took me, for instance, to beat Skyrim uh, in the same manner. And I had probably 80 hours before I beat the story. Um, so it was kind of ridiculous, the time difference between the two. Now, but at the same time, the, if it, you go play Modern Warfare or Call of Duty or whatever, you like play hour, just, the, yeah, just the story mode, you're like six hours and you're done. Yeah. Eight hours maybe if you drag your feet. Yeah, I would say 35 actually is a high end on a game nowadays. And But, but I always look at it this way. It's a movie, right? The same price you pay. You pay like what? Fourteen dollar, eh, maybe not that much, but that a bunch of money for a non matinee movie to go see it, and you get maybe an hour and a half to two hours of entertainment versus a game you but, can. But everybody feels swindled by the movies, don't they? Yeah, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how could you not? Yeah. But what's interesting is if you go sit, you know, front row at a concert for a band you love, it could be a hundred bucks for that seat. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. still, you know, a couple hours entertainment. That's I mean, very true. Ish. Yeah. You know, so, pre bands and whatnot, maybe four hours or five. But it's also specialized, right? That concert is being played that night and it's the only time that band Yeah, they're gonna play the same songs. They're gonna probably play the same set. And honestly, because I'm in a band, um, I know that those guys rehearse what they say to you. I mean, everything that they've done, it's not a unique experience to you, but it feels like it because they could flub up a note or they could play a solo completely differently that night. It's supposed to be tailored for you. That's why you pay the money for that artist to be there. Mm-hmm. But I, I do agree with you. I mean, the value add for a game, I think you still get the most value, even if it's something like Modern Warfare where you pay 60 bucks and you only get four hours, but you have that multiplayer experience that you could extend, like Battlefield 3. Like, we've, we've paid for all of the DLC. Funny, yeah. I've never played so, the single player for Battlefield 3. You're not really missing that. I know, but I'm just saying. It was I'm okay, never, but yeah. It was, I never played. it was Modern Warfare. I didn't have to feel the desire to play it because I always liked it. Geek Confession, Ryan Geek, loves Geek it. Confessional, I actually really liked the, the storyline from Battlefield 3. Ryan Faps. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I it was be like Jesus left. Ryan Fats. <laughs> it's in the Bible. Yes. Uh, so then, judging from what we're all basically saying here, I think that except for maybe television, you could argue that Netflix, you get more hours per, you know, dollar. dollar. Than anything. That's true. But Probably. gaming has a ton of like, okay, $60. And I've reached okay Skyrim. I've got two hundred hours in that game, and I spent yeah. you know okay with the other twenty eight hours. I've yeah. gotten my oh, yeah. money's worth. Oh yeah, me, oh, yeah. me too. Yeah, like crap, I, sure. I do think it would be interesting if some of these reviewers. I know we like the the big reviewers that are out there typically do a one to ten rating, and they'll do like the decimal system or whatever to tell you what the rating system is of the game. Yeah. What I wish they would do, because most of these uh, rating houses or review places will, uh, they'll beat the entire thing, or at least to the extent that you did. Maybe not 100% completionist. As you know, fast right. as they can. Yeah, yeah because like, they have to do it fast But they beat the game, and maybe they did some other stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I would like to see them, somebody come out with a, on my $60, here's what I think it's worth. And I think it's okay for them to say, like a Skyrim, for somebody to say, 
it's worth a hundred. It's worth a hundred. Yeah. yeah, you know, or worth yeah. hundred and twenty even. Duke, this is I got more into you. <laughs> maybe you know. There's there's one forever. There's one <laughs> Xbox 360 game that that uh, Chris and I got uh, Black Sight, <laughs> and. Uh, I, I know this game. This I know I, this I, game. I, I don't know this game. It, I, it is probably the worst Xbox 360 game <laughs> I have ever played. And you loved every I minute of it. I am now right here demanding a what the fuck review of Black Sight. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Just to make Ryan. Chris go back and play oh, it. Chris, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it. It basically, Chris and I uh, did, it, did that game co op, and I'm going to say we beat the. <laughs> We beat the game in... Uh, if you just heard a toot on the microphone here, no one is admitting to it, but we all know it was Nate. <laughs> no, I seriously didn't. I thought that... Oh, it's the oh, table. Oh, it's the table. Okay, okay. I, was like, I was like, what the hell was that? <laughs> Fart intermission. Yeah. Jesus. Um, Sorry, back so to no, Black Sight. So Black Sight, uh, Chris and I played this co-op, and I think we maybe got uh, three and a half hours in before we beat Black Sight, and we were like... Uh, what? <laughs> what? What the hell do you mean three and a half hours? And there is the, the multiplayer is almost non-existent. In fact, uh, there's the a story. Probably off. <laughs> there's a story that Chris tells about Black Sight that's that's kind of hilarious. Where he went through and and tried to get some of the because he's a, a thousand gamer score uh, hunter, I guess. You know, he, he goes through to try and get that that thousand thousand gamer score, which for uh, PlayStation users would be like the platinum trophy. Right. Right. Um, so he tried to go through, and some of them were made multiplayer achievements. And he's, he's outraged because a lot of these achievements require you to play online and, and, and complete so many hours in this as if it was going to be such a, a mass hit that, you know, it would, it would garner the, the type of gameplay that, uh, you know, Call of Duty or, or Halo or, or whatever would get. And so he, he's sitting there, and the, the way the, the multiplayer system works is it's drop in, drop out. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you don't have enough people, you can still run around and kill people and whatever, but the game hasn't started yet. So no, no scoring, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so he never started a game. Wow. wow. He got in there, and there would be a couple people come in, and they'd run around and kill each other. And then when they found out, you know, 15 minutes later that nobody was coming in, they'd just drop out. So he <laughs> never got those oh, achievements. Wow. He said he, okay, so in that game, I would say that, no, that game was worth all of a phone game, you know, $2. Now, that is one thing that, that I think skews this whole argument is is phone games, right? Yeah. It, it changes the entire market. And I understand why the big guys are worried about this. You know, the, the EAs, the, the, you know, Activisions, whatever. Because the phone market, if you're 5 bucks. You're, that's outrageously priced. You even scoffed at the $16. I mean, we just got done talking about that. The $16. Right, right. Yeah, 16, for bucks. Five, 16 bucks for a phone game. Yeah. That's, yeah, for. That just, is really high for a phone game. But, but, but at the same time, bucks. we paid 16 bucks for. I mean, that's the thing, too. You're getting a game that's like 30 years old. Well, not 30, but 20. But I, don't 20 years. I don't think we solid. have in our lifetimes bought a new <clears throat> game for 16 bucks. A new game just released for 16 bucks. That's a good point. Yeah. That is true. That's a good point. I'll give you that. But if you found but, it in a bin, you know, if you found Final Fantasy in a bin, and it's like, oh, guess what? This will work on your phone. You know, digital license or whatever. You'd be like, hot damn. You know, you'd run off with it. But because it's on the market at 16 bucks, yeah. and you know everything else that's on there is is price competitive at either free, 
you know, and they mm-hmm. try and get people with microtransactions, and you try and stick it to the man by, you know, grinding through. Not I'm not playing. How is, it. How, how is your uh, Candy Crush grinding going? <laughs> no, I I play uh, Real Racing Three, which is a free game, mm. but you don't get. Uh, it, it takes a lot of grinding so to get through that. I game. think but, your argument makes sense. Like, uh, <clears throat> this is kind of what happened to the middle, uh, the middle AAA, you know, market has kind of dropped out because they were releasing games that were arguably less value than, say, another AAA, like a Skyrim, but then we had, you know, uh, Two Human, or I don't know, Two Human. Sure. Like, but, or something like that, which was uh, honestly not as good of a value, but it was still good, you know, it was a decent enough quality, but it was not worth $60 compared to, you know, this is why we should have had a middle price point, where a 30 or 40 but but Xbox and, and consoles and other, uh, you know, Sony even, but... They they set a price and they want that's the price. See, this is actually part of the problem is that the games that were released that did have that lower price point mm-hmm. weren't like AAA minus games. Yeah. They were like Fs. Yeah, and people they were bad. And people think in their mind when they see oh forty dollars, it must not be as good, even if it is as good or a middle middle game. But that's the problem. I've never, it's more I've a society. Never problem. played one of those just released. Games that wasn't AAA for sixty bucks and 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 had it be good. They're not good. Yeah. That's what I mean. They're the, the ones that are sixty dollars that are okay or this is not too bad. The ones that are cheaper than that when they just release them are always terrible. That's because they don't. That's the the price point is always um, set probably by the publisher and the publisher is probably like, well, we got to release it for six. We got to make some money back on this thing because blah, blah, blah. You know, it's not really a, it's the standard by the developers. Yeah. Yeah, Even if you know that it hasn't been, you know, they haven't put the price in. But I think, I think that we, I think gamers, whether they have an exact formula for that, but I think you're right. There is a, you know, if you get through a game in, in 15 hours and you're like, man, was that really worth 60 bucks? And I guess it depends, doesn't it? Because Portal is a short game. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Portal yes. isn't sixty bucks. No. On it, it by itself. I mean, it came but... with came with the orange box, which was the biggest value you would say ever in yeah, gaming, yeah, yeah. like the most that you could get. Should be ashamed if you didn't get it. Yeah, yeah I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I lo- Portal was great. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you no, I think it was. Keep watching next week, and you'll understand. <laughs> that. Um, no, no, I, I think. That uh, what we what we really need at this point is simply to start having multi pricing structures for games and yeah, and, and, and really because like for instance Modern Warfare two um, I bought specifically because I was told the main storyline is actually pretty good and it actually is mm-hmm. and I in, I think I bought it for twenty or like fifteen ninety nine at, at uh, GameStop and I got my money's worth even though I only played it for like ten hours time. It was worth every dollar because yeah. it was an intense, high action experience. Um, you know, it was like you know going and it was like watching a whole season of Twenty Four or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it, you can have a shorter game that's really high intensity, but you just have to charge less. You have to, but right now they don't. Do you think that we could force them to charge less if more reviewers or people that are in the media or whatever could, you know, tell you how much? That they think that the the game is worth. See, like that was actually game. an awesome point. You know what? FAP Cast is going to do that. Fairly Awesome Podcast is going to start giving dollars you should spend for games. Yeah, we <laughs> are actually be a good show. Seriously, short. because sure. genuinely, 
that isn't out there that I've ever seen. And, no. And that's I mean, a really good thing. Like, reviewers, wait for this game to get to 30 bucks before yeah, you buy it. You know, yeah, they, yeah. Do, they do that on some review sites. I've seen, but it's it's per individual reviewer. He might say it, or he or she might write about it here and there and say it's not I've, what yeah, you're right. Like Some people rare. say, hey, when this gets when this goes on the used rack, yeah, buy it. Yeah. But yeah, there's no just... Which is funny, because I did that, that with a whole system. Like, the GameCube, We I stayed away from... From Nintendo for a long time, and GameCube had already been out, and then they were getting ready to launch the Wii, so they dropped all the prices. And I bought one for like it was like a hundred bucks, and it came with two controllers. Mm-hmm. And I played the crap out of those games because we could get them for ten dollars a piece. I yeah. got it. I got it already. I got your scale for you. Don't buy things day one. <clears throat> Don't buy it unless you absolutely want to play multiplayer with your friends or whatever. If it's single player, wait for it. Oh, what do you got? I mean, yeah, there's a couple yeah, things. Yeah. Seriously, seriously, seriously. First of all, you only have two months before I, the spoilers kick in. That's true. <laughs> so, that's true. But no, no, no but, but that's the thing. Seriously, GTA you could save 5, so much money. I had, I mean, far too committed to that series. I had to get that game day one. Uh, any Elder Scrolls, any Fallout, yeah. uh, I have to get day one. Mass why? Effect 4 eventually. Why? Because I want to be part of a conversation. Why do I have to? Why, right? Walking, uh, Walking Dead is now on. And if you don't catch that episode, you're behind the culture. That's true. Okay, I so, can see that. Yeah, you. So but that's why I said culture. multiplayer is you more important. Like I said, you know, like for me, I always look at it this way. I'm like, can I have this experience later? For instance, like uh, Last of Us. I played it mo- a couple months after it released. That was a huge wave. Everybody talked about it. Blah blah blah. There were spoiler casts everywhere for it. I waited and then played it two months later. Still had an amazing single-player experience. I mean, you guys have played it, so I haven't been able to talk with you about it, but I kind of knew that going in. But now here's the deal, though, is that you you weren't part of the Last of Us culture because there is no Last of Us culture. It just came out. It just started. Now, Last of Us 2, I mean, I'm assuming that there will be a second unless they killed everybody. I mean, maybe they did. I don't know. Ellen Page died. Uh, so, uh, but, Spoilers. But either way. Either way so, it, I, I have no idea. I've played it. <laughs> but if it does come out, Last of Us 2... There will be a lot more pressure on you to participate, assuming you liked it. That's to true. To participate in That's the true. culture of Last of Us. Like Mass Effect 3, Just, I didn't play uh, the DLC until I had heard, uh, or the Mass Effect 2 DLC, until I had heard that there was a part in it that if you hadn't played it, the beginning of Mass Effect 3 wouldn't make sense. So I went and played it. That was a pressure for me. I would not have bought that DLC and played it had I not known that. So there you go. You're, you do. Your now argument I, stands. Now I need to know that. Your argument stands. When I, when I get to Mass Effect 2. You should play all the DLC yeah. for all of them. Yeah, it is it is good DLC. I will say so they're pretty much all good. Just uh, okay. I didn't so mean to you know this is episode oh, five, fine. and we're trying to get Josh to play Mass Effect. And if he hasn't done it by episode seven, we get to slap him. That's like a month. What? Yeah, <laughs> slap that. <right? laughs> we start this. You didn't know that? No, <laughs> we're doing oh. a slap that on this podcast. I was so, already betrayed earlier tonight. I don't know. <laughs> so maybe maybe when we do the. Uh, the reviews for games, we will have to do that. We'll have to give a. I don't a, think there's any question value. because because yeah. people, I if we, I guess we kind of we look at ourselves as the kind of voice of gaming culture at our kind of general age bracket. You know, none of us have really ever gotten into Pokemon, right? I played it. Okay. I played so, it. All right, but but you're but you're not like oh thank God X and Y. So we're no, we're, we're no, kind of no. past that point. So that Mark. kind of that kind of area, if we want it, I'm sure 
that it's out there. If, if you know, if you guys want to hear about it, please tell us because I really do think that this is something that people need to have. Yeah. Well, especially especially people that don't pay attention to a lot of media sites. That's true. Maybe our audience is more people that are more informed, though. You know, like they are people that read gaming sites and stay up. Look at that. Knowledge. We're meta podcasting. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> podcasting about podcasting. Yeah. That's what made Empire so good. What? Bringing it back, Josh. Episode yeah. five, halfway through the show. Oh, dang. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Host right? skills plus one. All right. RPG nice. skills. That we have RPG elements in FAP casting. <laughs> we do now with RPG elements. It's on the box. Value add. <laughs> so I would pay that. Speaking of okay, so 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 gaming value. And and you're playing the games, and all of a sudden. You, you unlock something. You get to another spot. Pavlovian response. Right? <laughs> you level up or some sort of little, like, gadget something is, is given to you or whatever. Mm-hmm. In, in Xbox, it's a you know, gamer score point. Yes. Ryan, do you think trophies and, and achievements just add anything to the game? Or do you think that they're just to me, little tidbits for, for OCD people? Like I, I kind of think that they are. I, I am not an achievement hunter. Mm-hmm. I don't play a game through thinking, I gotta get this. I will have the caveat that when I played Assassin's Creed, I enjoyed it so much that I did go flag hunting and I got all the flags. So and that, that one was rough. That was rough. Yeah, the first but, one for sure. Which uh, that was Assassin's Creed one had the yeah, flags. Had flags. Yeah, and they I were I don't, But I don't, I, I don't sit there and look at what the achievements was are. that pre-YouTube? No. No, it no, wasn't, no, it was right? Like, it was right about the same time. Okay, I was trying to think, because now you can pretty much reveal any kind of secret thing, just, you know. Oh, there was a map. I was using a map. Okay. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say, he's like the Dark Ages. No, it's like Assassin's <laughs> Creed came out in 2007. Even, so even if you had a map, even, even yeah. if you had a map, there were 400 flags to find. Holy fucking shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. We're going to have to bleep that one. That was quite severe. No, anyway. Wow. flags. It was a lot to find. And even if you had it, because it, well, the problem was, if you if you picked up any of it, right, and maybe this is the case with some other achievements, but if you picked up any of them, the problem was you didn't know which ones you got and which ones you didn't get. So yeah. when you went back later with a map and you were like, where's this flag at? Oh, I must have already got it. So then you skip over it, and then you find out later, I didn't get it. It was behind the door or whatever. Right. That's like, the worst. Ah! I hate that. I hate Versus that. if you had start, if I had started a new copy, you know, a new, a new game, and just yeah, went through, just I'd have been able flags. to find the yeah. flags of the course. first time. Of course. But anyway, I, I don't. I don't look at gamer because you don't get anything for it. If there was incentive, like if you thousand gamer score a game, you get uh, Hummer. <laughs> <laughs> the truck, you pervert. Wait, 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 wait. The well, truck. that escalated quickly. <laughs> well, hot damn. I'm a, You're like, instead of gamer, being an achievement hunter. Yeah, a thousand gamer score. Hummer. <laughs> no, like, like, if you... If, I won on your board. I don't know what, what you'd have to do to really incentivize those that are not OCD about it to, to get into achievement hunting. Maybe, um, uh, like, a free DLC or something like that. But mm. there's something... That, yeah, that'd be, that, would be that, would be, that would be cool. That, that would be good. No. Or the, the other thing that's fairly cheap for these companies to do would be random drawing. You know, by the second month of the game coming out, 
all those that have a thousand gamer score entered in a contest to win X. Yeah, know? sure. Mm-hmm. So if you did something like that, I might be a little bit like more a incentivized side or something like that. Sure, or whatever. Yeah, sure, could be. Um, or the other thing would be if you got like Microsoft credit for for playing a game that much. Generally, going to be talking up a game that you're playing that much. Yeah. You know? So maybe you're you're marketing for them. I feel like I feel like there was a bit of news about. Microsoft giving something for gamer score recently. Is it like within the last couple there months? There was, was it supposed like a, to be some kind of thing where they gave you like a ranking. And yeah. And it did. But that it's still useless. hasn't done anything. They, they didn't give us a space box or anything like that. Microsoft space box. That's what I call them. The, the, the points space. before they switched over to the monetary system, <laughs> you had to buy the Microsoft yeah. space box. <laughs> One million space box. Yeah. That's so awesome. I did just get that. Email that confirmed that they switched over. Oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Financial currency. But I, I okay. don't know. Achievements to me, they, they're not really giving me, uh, they're not really incentive for me to explore any more of the game than it's I would the have otherwise. On the stick. For, me, it's, it's, for me, it's bragging rights yeah. to say that you did it. There's now, a lot of that. And I don't have the OCD about it, but mm-hmm. there was one game where I decided, I don't know if I've told this story on, podca- on a fairly awesome podcast or not, but I decided that. You know, with this console generation going out, I would take my favorite game of this generation, Skyrim, and that you know get every achievement mm-hmm. and put a, sh- a lot. <laughs> a you lot. put a salad on. I put a well, lot. Well, I didn't see that yeah, one coming. A lot of time into that game uh, recently in order to get every achievement. And I think there's like 90 achievements, and I had 87 of them, or 88. I was right wow. there. Yeah, right there at the end. And one Dang. of the achievements is that you have to collect every Daedric artifact. And I collected them all. But there's like 15, right? There's 15. And it bugged and, out. And it, 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 it never it oh. didn't pop. I, I, knew, I hate that. Ugh. Like that all is the 15 worst. sitting in your inventory. I had yeah. every one of them, literally had them all in a chest. Went back and replayed, and it didn't pop. I mean, I was so mad about it. I emailed Bethesda. I, I, <laughs> your game didn't give me the achievement. <laughs> no, 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 no. That what? But basically, that was. Hey, yeah. this just happened. I can prove that I have them all. You know what's going on? And they're like, well, contact Microsoft. Maybe they can manually pop it for you. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. all right, that seems so fair. Good. So yeah. I did, and they're like, no, we have no control over that. It's coded in. So basically, I wasted, I would say, probably 40 hours of game time because some of them you can't get until you're a certain level. Oh, no. Yeah, so you have to get to, like, level 30 before you can even get it. So that was the one time in my life, the only time that I've ever actually said, I'm going to actively seek out achievements. And And it trolled you hard. And it trolled you hard, yeah. I was going to say, now you know it's a fool's errand. I mean... I, I'm very guilty of this. Uh, one of my big things was uh, doing... Well, Assassin's Creed 2 was one of the few I thousand gamers scored. Um, I also was very big about doing the Halo games. Was getting at least a thousand gamer score, if, if not more. The thing I hate and, and bugs my OCD to hell is that they add more. They're like, oh, we'll just add 350 now. Go play, multiplayer. Go play multiplayer. And I'm like, God damn it. And I can't get rid of that. From like, cause I, you know, when I played it, it was a thousand and I hit it and I'm done. You know, I don't want to be held to it. And now, now I don't even care anymore because I, I've just Halo learned was, to turn my OCD Halo off. Halo 3 about was, it, was the, the beginning of the end on that. Oh, one, yeah. Wasn't it? Cause it's, it's almost 2000 gamers yeah, now. Isn't it's like it? 1750 or something. It, ridiculous. It's something really high because of the add ons. I think the hardest, uh, 
what's the hardest one I've seen to achieve would have been Mass Effect Three, because the multiplayer requirements in order to get the mass the, the uh, maximum gamer score in that game are insane. If you've never played Mass Effect Three multiplayer. It is the hardest multiplayer. I'll I'll agree with that I, one. That's yeah. probably the hardest achievement I've seen, yeah. other than the completely unrealistic, ungettable achieve black site. You know, yeah. multi- multiplayer achievements yeah. <laughs> just not possible. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, like the uh, the ones I've seen that are just like game companies totally trolling the the gamers are like Gears of War. Yeah, the, the kills, the number yes. of kills. You know what? I hate multiplayer achievements. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Like, you can say what you want about achievements, but I. Freaking hate multiplayer achievements because of that reason. It's like well, they're, if, they're it's, un, if it's skill based, especially like get this many kills. If you suck at the game, you're never gonna get a thousand gamer score, regardless of if you have the OCD enough to want to achieve that. Like you can't even go and get it. Yeah, you know what though? So I mean, that's the thing. That's what if I'm saying. You like you suck at the game, you don't deserve it. That, Honestly, like, I mean that sounds kind of it mean. cuts people that, out of the thousand yeah, gamer score though. If that's what though. they care about. Yeah. Okay, was, but if you're not good at it, I'm kind of glad that you can't get it. Yeah. I mean, Warcraft. I know that, I know that sounds mean. But World of oh Warcraft added about achievements. Oh, and uh, that was that was a mistake. That that ridiculously took over my life for a what, solid. What did you get for it? Nothing. Nothing. Just the achievements of getting was it, them. Was so? Do you agree? Your well, original question to played, me was: He are played they, dress are they up Kendall with his. Uh, uh, are they yeah, four, I, think, I, I really think like it, it's one of those where it, it just keeps going, and your number just keeps getting bigger, and it doesn't really do there's, anything for you. There's kind of. give you tabs or something like that. Though? Some there's stuff. Like some I mean, there are drops. rewards within the game that it'll give you. Like titles, titles, and mounts were a big one that I chased after. Um, and, and like collecting certain amounts of things gave you more of that thing you were already collecting, and you're like, oh, <laughs> not, not so, carrot on a stick. Hello, seriously. That's and wild it, for it. But some people, there's some like hardcore raiders that if you don't have certain achievements, they won't let you raid with them unless you have that done. Wow. Jeez. Well, that's so, actually no, but actually that because that's, that's a proving good, exactly. It's a good way to make sure proving, you're not just yeah that, yeah that you're an actual legit raider. Oh, so, okay. Okay. There's there's a, a hidden promise. Maybe not so much with with trophies, but with gamer score. That eventually, one day, that gamer score will convert into something important. There's, you know, <laughs> but that's the biggest troll yeah, it is. Ever. It is, yeah. but it is like the secret, you know, that that dangling little like. You know, I like. I hear if you get over a hundred. I was gonna say, if, <laughs> I hear if you get over a hundred thousand gamer score, your penis increases by 0.25 inches. I hear that. Just I, looking at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my god no no that's a for fact the, for, that's the, a fact. for the radio listeners I want to make sure <laughs> I want to make sure everybody knows that that's actually a fact yeah, yeah. it, it mm-hmm. is important Stunt's like I would yeah. never be at three quarters of an inch now if not <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus. I'm only at three quarters of an inch when you stroke me Ryan oh, <laughs> it's like half a minute because it's shrunk because it's, yeah, it's gone yeah, down okay. it's like no not Ryan again <laughs> <laughs> Right. Says a so nice I think voice. the the, uh, the <laughs> should we move thing? on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 What did you have to say? No, no, no. no. Uh, I was gonna say that the the gamer score thing I, to me, I, I guess I, I don't get it. Like the the thousand gamer score and whether it invites you into raids or whatever. I think some of that is a little ridiculous. It, you know it what does I mean? Like get you, too much. Like in Halo, I remember. Um, you'd have like lobbies where it was like Halo 3 some of them were multiplayer like 
uh, laser six people with one laser blast. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I was like, and it was ridiculous because you just have lobbies where people would just artificially set this up. Yep, of you know, course. They'd all line up, oh, hey, achievement lobby, we're going to you know get three headshots with one bullet and you know six kills with one laser. Like what? That does nothing. It just wasted my time to set this up to get an achievement. That's, that's mm, crap. It's dumb. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. It's that. It's an interesting achievement, though. It's just that because you can artificially get it, there should be no achievement that can be obtained through artificial means. Understand? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Should, should there be? Uh, should there be achievements that are that ludicrous? Sure. Like, yeah, I'm actually okay. Like it. Uh, well, that's a bad... I was going to say Battlefield because you have like a thousand meter headshot or whatever, except for I artificially did that. So I'm See? like, I'm like, Chris, go stand on that side of Operation Firestorm. <laughs> you took like 16 shots. Yeah, yeah, like, I remember that. I remember you doing that forever. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think I think I had... I think it was... I'm like, I was like, could somebody, would somebody mind if, mind if I killed them with my EOD bot? Yes. I stand there. I, I remember. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean... It, Exactly. So that wasn't actually Johnny Five killed you. That, Congratulations! Yeah. But that wasn't yeah. actually achievement. Though. That was a ribbon. That was uh, not a ribbon. Uh, it's for an unlock. Was, wasn't it tag? Yeah, I remember. Rather that. than buying it, I think. So I mean, we say trophies in that, but you know, these can stand for other things as well. You know, like um, uh, unlocks are popular, right? You know, like Battlefield Three has it. Um, Battlefield Four. I hear that the unlocks are actually harder to get now. That it's going to take longer. you like weapon attachments mm-hmm. or... It's harder to get things unlocked. I don't or... know if I like that. I don't know if I like that. I don't like that if they also allow you to buy it. Right. If it's going to be harder... Of course they will. Of course they'll microtransaction yeah, the shit out it. of it. Because then they just... me off. Because then they just troll the players that are playing it naturally. Right. The... the I, I'm okay if it looks cooler, like Flaming Helmet in in Halo 3, mm-hmm. you know, right. the Hayabusa helmet or whatever. Yeah, yeah, all you had to do was get all the skulls, though, to get that. Sure, sure. sure. But yeah, I mean, just all the skulls, that's all you had to do. That was easy. No, yeah, I mean... It actually okay. was really easy. Yeah, it was, it was, it was no so multiplayer. That, I'm okay with that. What, what, I, what I think is, is trolling on players is when you have something where you have to have so much time invested... And then it's a game changer thing, like a weapon with you know. So you suck if you don't have it. Basically. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's, then, it's pay to win. If now you're making a grind to get through them. Yeah, if win, you start playing Battlefield bad. Three and you come up against an AEK, you yeah. have no chance. Or like of you're in a jet it. and you don't have flares and you're fighting a guy who does have flares. You're 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 yeah, effed. You're done. You have nothing but I don't have. To I don't shoot. even have missiles. Yeah, yeah. that's not that's fun. How to little that's how little I play. Which Damon. Mike, you know, he who shall not be named. You name it. Uh, yeah, no, right. no, 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 he can be named. He Damon Lindelof? Mr. What? Not appearing on this podcast. <laughs> oh, okay. He, uh, <laughs> He's lost. Yeah, he David he Lindelof. did a, uh, a sort of a, a cardinal sin, at least in, in my book, is is on those planes, he bought it. He bought the pack to what? get you the Ugh. to no, get you the stuff don't because encourage you couldn't do it because you couldn't do it otherwise, or at least that's what he what he had. He, he couldn't do it. I've got all the unlocks, and I yeah. didn't spend a dollar to do no, it. No, me either. But it's hard, I and don't. you get killed a lot. <laughs> you do. I mean, yeah, don't yeah, get me really wrong. Do. You do. You get killed a lot, but okay. really, the way to do it is just to shoot stuff on the ground. Yeah. Now, now here's so here's the runs. the other thing before this totally hijacks us, and I'll just throw this out there, and all right, all right. we could. Move on or whatever you want to do. We're with hijacked. This. We've been all over the map. Right, yeah, but the, the, uh, how about this? All the stats that are in games. Yeah. It's also sort of like achievements. Like it, it, it behaves almost the same way. Kill to death ratios. Yes. Win yeah. rates. Being uh, able to reset kill to death. That's dumb. It's total shenanigans. That is dumb. Oh, yes. That is dumb. Oh, I yes. hate that. I honestly, it should be career no, you kill know what? to death. If it says, matter. if they allow to it, 
but it should show how many times it's been reset. Yeah. Even then, I don't like it because it doesn't. Okay. Doesn't mean if anything, I reset man. right now, I will. I could. If I reset right now and I play like tank only in Battlefield Three, I will have a four to one. Yeah. Which no one has a four to one that plays as little as I do. Um, but so that's the thing is that it can be totally artificially created, and people are going to look at that and they're going to be like, Holy crap. "Well, he's got a four to one." Um, yeah, he reset it, but okay, whatever. So you don't see the fact that I'm actually one to one because I went like zero and eighteen my first game. You this, know, this kind of comes down to how some of the matchmaking works as well. Like, I remember keep bringing it back up, but like Halo, yeah. I remember people that were stupidly good. Because they kept playing against uh, level 50s or whatever the kernels or whatever yep. the high end mm-hmm. was on Halo. They hated Beca- Right, because they were playing against people their skill range. They weren't dominating, right? So what they'd do is they'd create a guest account or they'd re-roll a new account and they'd be level 1s. And they would own. Oh, yeah, it was own, the idea know? of killing noobs or whatever. That's, right. that's where I, I, I feel like the matchmaking choice wasn't necessarily always good though you know sometimes maybe you do want to play against people that are better than you if you're always playing the people that are your skill level you're never going to advance because you don't learn anything yeah. right yeah. i mean but at the same time then you get rolled over if you're somebody who's I, I, to be to be honest i think it should be based on uh, win loss ratio or maybe even kill death ratio especially in, when they reset it in first person shooter well no you can't reset in this instance but let's okay. say Let's say you did uh, Battlefield games. If you were winning all your games, you, you let's say you played five games in a row and you won every single one of them, you should be matched make or you should be matched, I guess, right, with, with with people other that, are with, that have also won several consecutive games in a row. Eventually, the system will balance itself. Yeah, I agree. That makes you sense. Know? And, and it doesn't matter whether they're fifties or whether they're level ones. You know, if they're winning constantly, there's got to be something that's going to that, balance that. That way, that. It lets people that keep getting rolled over at least get a chance to right. Try and and come if up. you're, you know, on the flip side, if you're losing consistently, there's only so many times you can you can lose. I mean, I'm sure that's what you're telling yourself Before after, you like, the 12th the, loss. You're like, damn controller. okay, there's only so many people that have lost 12 <laughs> times in a row. <laughs> well, now, now the audience, I mean, you, the, the longer a game goes on, obviously, you get that weaning out of the audience who doesn't, you know, who is maybe not as good, and then you have nothing but the hardcore people left. And then it gets, I mean, then it's really hard to match make with it without it being unfair, regardless. So. Yeah. Anyway, I didn't mean to super tangent. That. Yeah, super tangent. Five thousand. <laughs> awesome. What yes. remind this reminds me a lot uh, when we were talking about when we were, when we were talking about Prometheus. No, and, uh, oh, oh, my God. don't do it. Forty minutes later. Yeah, I believe everybody's brains who's listening to this would explode. Yes, and it would sound like this. All right. Okay. <laughs> Yes, damn it, normalization. Go on, Nate. All right. So, outside of games, latest inventions and stuff that are coming out have been... There's a big focus on 3D printers. Who? And uh, I kind of like this idea. Like, of being able to Star Trek replicate something. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe it's something that you, uh, you, you wished you would have had in your childhood. Maybe, maybe. Like a transformer. Maybe like a transformer. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah you could so, replicate it. But but how close to with three D printers are we getting to the point where we can replicate something? I mean, there's nothing right now where I could just scan this 
delicious A and W root beer and then drink it because and it's, then be not, able to it's drink not it. remolecularizing. No. You know, right now right. what we're talking about with three D printers is it's doing a layer at a time yep. with the same Correct. material. Now, like, and now it, this shows like a, a car. an F one car. Yeah, in like there. they remade a car. And, right? and F one does three uh, D printing for some of their their stuff uh, mm-hmm. because they need their um, like there's some components that can't be positively measured. You know, they have some weird, um, either they have to be like fluid measured or something like that to know whether it was made correctly inside. Because of the part configuration, you can't actually put a gauge to it and know whether that part was made that way. So the only way they can do it is 3D printing with uh, sort of exotic metals. So they have a 3D printer that does Inconel, Hmm. which is like an exhaust material. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's coming into huge effect in this next season of F1 because they're doing, uh, they're going back to turbos. So some of this stuff is, is pretty interesting because the problem though is you're only ever dealing with one material. Like in this, you're dealing with, with sort right, of just like resin yeah, plastic, 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 plastic stuff, yeah. Uh, with, with F1, they were only in Canel. Hmm. There's not like metals because you have to do some sort of joint or you have to do some sort of assembly there. For most complex parts, even your transformer, if you tried to do that, you'd have to print an arm. And right, and that's print... what they're doing, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. But you'd still as have to come up with how they connect together. And yeah. some of these people are getting pretty creative with how you know some of these parts are working. And mm-hmm. uh, one interesting thing I found is because of the process, because it's it's actually like a a, a plastic weld, mm-hmm. it is stronger than if you made it in a mold. I mean, it's the same. Same method of why welds are stronger on metal than what the surrounding metal is. Hmm. You know, I mean, uh, so you get failure points around that. But these are all welds, so the the plastics are are much harder, much uh, sturdier than if they had injection molded. Uh, you know, these parts or whatever. So yeah. it's pretty interesting that they can do that, especially for like hobbyists that you know want to create a mold or something like that. whether you got to make a negative first and then you have sand molds and then you know baking in an oven this kind of stuff i know this is a this particular one that we're looking at is a is a very advanced one probably not one you would find sitting on somebody's desk at home right but you can get into ones now for like a grand or two it's great for prototyping right i mean that's, that's what, what, what you could you could use it to engineer something and then p- potentially create a prototype before you go show it to investors or whatever, you know, in that regard. I can fixing something on like say transformer or whatever where all you're doing is oh, well the arm is off, so we'll just reprint a new the arm new and put arm it in there. Snap it off. It's, it's, is it becoming the VCR now? You know, like where it scares the companies that produce these things that oh, look, they can do it on the, their own now. They can tape their own shows, they can do whatever. So, you think that 3D printing represents that or you think it's still too complex and well, you still it, sort of have to be an engineer, though, to design reliable parts. Yeah, but you could go download a template, right? I could go could. online and somebody who's an uh, en- engineer has put it up there and say, oh, here's a transformer arm, download, print, or here's a gun, print, you know, or something like that. That's what a lot of people are saying. There, there is a guy out there, um, I guess uh, Jay Leno has like a $300,000 3D printer. To, for car parts, mm-hmm. you know, because he's got for so many cars. Jet and... Well, but he's got so many cars that you don't, they don't, you Make can't parts. get parts for. Um, and so they come in that huge price range where his will do metal, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to the one that you get on your desk that just does a type of plastic. Right. Um, but then I, there's also a guy I was reading about that he downloaded uh, and is printing out of wood a Bentley, a 
Classic Bentley. Wow. Out of wood. How Out does, of wood. The only it's thing just in it... just compressed wood and it's using glue for each layer? Or how? I, I, you know, I don't know the exact details. I mean, because I, <laughs> the 3D... No, but 3D printer is not just the layering. There's also... Yeah. You know, Shockingly, much it, it more... actually weighs less than the Bentley. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But, but so... Oh. So but he's going to put like a... Uh, like a Skyline uh, engine in his wooden Bentley, you know, and so he's got to have certain things. Um, so, but again, it's the 3D printer is not just the layering. That when you've got like the metal or the other materials like that, you're going to have um, you've got more traditional manufacturing. All right, so I don't know. I think it's it's kind of it's certainly interesting that they can get into this stuff. I know there was a guy that was getting in trouble for printing. Um, uh, essentially plastic guns. Yes. Oh, okay. So, yeah. I Corey, I believe is his name, um, from Defense Distributed is what it's, he's created. He's actually a law student. Hmm. And uh, he's he's printing receiver parts. So it's the part of the gun. It's normally that, composite. Right. And it, it goes to... Um, Didn't I see this on a Clint Eastwood movie? Just thought I'd throw that out there. Clint Eastwood with John Malkovich. Oh. The wind, the wind gun, the in gun. the line of fire. Yes, in yes. the line of fire. I thought so. Fire. I couldn't remember. I thought random nineties. I know, right? Pull, pulling them out there, kids. So you go watch um, them Clint Eastwood movies. Yeah, it is a it, like a resin type thing. But his, I don't know what he's using as far as what kind of material. But they have, <clears throat> excuse me, they have polymer lowers that they've been making for a long time. So I don't know if that's what they're using mm. is the same kind of polymer. But the federal government recognizes that if you make one for your own personal uh, use, you there's no problems with that. I'm the, not entirely the, sure you're right about that because I believe non-metallic firing pins are illegal. Well, it is on certain things, and that's just in the state of New York. They're using regular components for metal components inside. So the, the barrel gun. is still the barrel still is gun uh, is is metal. And the only thing that they're changing is just right. the plastic. I think they've made a fully plastic gun that has was one the liberator is the one, one shot you're capability. About. Yeah, the liberator is the one yeah. you're talking about, but it fails after the first shot. Sometimes you only need one shot. That's true. Well, you know, there's uh, fire. Uh, there were, they were. I mean, there are, there are legitimate problems with this if you go a full plastic gun, right? But this is nothing new. Like, the Mafia has used zip guns for a while that were uh, air compressor-based, mm-hmm. right? So it was like a... I saw this in a movie, too. Really? Yeah, uh, no Country for Old Men. You know what we should yeah. stop doing? Using movie references? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, so... I mean, they I were, guess the, they were also using ice bullets, so they melted and left no trace. Oh crap! I can't remember. Oh, I think that's like every crime television show. Is, yeah. No, yeah, that was like an NCIS or something. Not NCIS. So. It was like CSI. They used the. We just found bullets. puddles of water. That was really, <laughs> mm, no. I, I don't know, but I mean, yeah. do you think from that standpoint, are three D printers any scarier? Do you think it's just no? Yeah, I mean, because still, you, you're going to have the, the crazies out there that will they'll find a way to do something. I th- still think that guns are one of the the least scary weapons out there that you could produce with, you know... 3D printers. I'm, even I'm with less. 3D printing a battle axe. <laughs> I, I just mean, with, with, to, to spending, with... Less than, spending less than $2,000, you could create something way more deadly than a gun. Yeah. You know, so... <clears throat> Price, pricking. Prick, Comparison, though, like, I mean, if if we're talking, like, what worries people are, like, felons who are not able to have guns, 
and then get a 3D printer to circumvent that rule. It's just about silly, an expensive buy-in versus exactly, buying a 38 on the street that's yeah, on exactly. You could buy a throwaway for yeah. a lot less than that. Jeez. So, I mean, my experience when I go down to the the corner black market gun store. <laughs> right. Word on the street is 3D printers are too expensive still. Wait yeah. for them to come down. I, I was going to say, so the argument, yeah, that, I mean, that would be the point, right? That we're still not at consumer-based level for this, right? It's, it's still it's not only that, but this is but it, nowhere near viable, usable technology for anybody here. Nobody here has any reason what to have you, a 3D what, If you had a 3D printer, printer no, I, what would I you think make? It, like, I, what would I make? Yeah, if you had a 3D printer, uh, probably just make toys. Transformers and yeah, stuff. Tra- yeah, Transformers, Valkyries, those kinds of things. Would it be worth two thousand dollars? Just it would be. I don't think hot. the buy-in right now is 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 decent enough. I would probably wait until they're like five, six hundred bucks, and then I would probably take the plunge. But what about like copyright infringement for that kind of thing? I mean, do you think that that like Hasbro goes and says, "Well, wait a minute, we have a design like this. Why would you would you use use that?" And could they sue them then based on mm. on a design that's a good point. or something that's in or, the home? Or make it on a – no, no, no. They couldn't sue the person, but they could go to the person who put the plans up online. Like I said, if, you, if you're not the right. engineer and you don't know what you're doing with this, like me, I wouldn't be able to go on there and like design it and make it in CAD or something and then put the print up there. But if somebody made that, they could go after that person. It's no different than any other copyright infringement now, yeah, right? I, I guess I, I'd say that if you're, if you're making it for yourself, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Uh, that there is the issue here of why not just buy the, the Transformer or whatever, and there might be production issues or, or whatever that would prevent you from doing that. But if you're reselling the design, that's a different issue. Yeah, if but... you're making money on somebody else's design that you ripped off mm-hmm. and then sold online, like, look, print your own Hasbro toys or whatever. Right. That would be, a, I think, a, a, a legal problem. But I don't know what the laws are. I mean, you, you might have issues even making stuff for yourself, but I don't think that there should be. If, I think uh, if making it if, for yourself. If you listen to a song and you play the song on your guitar, yeah, that's not illegal. Yeah, exactly. But if you play the song... And get paid for it. Nope, that's not illegal either. Okay, cover it's a cover band. All right. No. So then, but the, but CD. If you release it on an album, yes. so you know, here we yeah. are. So there's various levels of acceptability. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. So if if you print off a you know your transformer, mm-hmm. assuming that you you can, right. uh, As long as you don't sell them, you're probably okay to do it all you want. Right. Um. So I think that's. It, this is not replicator technology at all at this point, though. Nowhere near it. Yeah. Well, it's it's starting to get to that. That I mean, this has got to be the People early stages, right? Because about it. Gen two, Gen two of this has got to be one that does plastics and let's say aluminum, right? Or plastics and steel. I'm guessing aluminum first, because way lower temperatures yes. that you have to worry about. But uh, and then you've got maybe assembly arms. So you, you know? could. Basically, make your own soda can. I'm holding up a can for those radio listeners. <laughs> I love to hear radio. Uh, yeah, like you could make your own soda and then bottle it, right? You know, or whatever, using an aluminum can or make your own cans and then put it in there. But don't call me radio unit. I got go. news for you though. Yeah, this thing cost like two cents. Oh yeah, to make. Yeah, if for you, we're to... not there yet though. That's what I'm saying. Well, we get to the consumer for price. you to 3D print it, but yeah. at the same time, I mean. This stuff all comes from somewhere. There are machines out there that make these things. Yeah, exactly. You know? So the 3D printer just kind of centralizes that operation, but we're so far away from being able to make, say, 
a microphone. We're not even anywhere close to being able to walk up to you know your 3D printer in your house. It has to start from somewhere, right? I mean, it literally has to start from somewhere. You have to take the raw materials and put them into you know whatever different forging or creative you know machining process to come out and then assembly for a microphone. And this the 3D printers is nowhere near the ability. It can print out a little statue of Abraham Lincoln just fine. Yeah. You know, it can't. Or an F1 car. Right. Or even a plastic gun, but that plastic gun is still just components that have been assembled. Yeah. Right. We still have, yeah, you're so right. That's We're still far we off. We are from... so far away. It's It hasn't gotten there yet. And a lot of those, like like I said, with the, the, the lower that he printed, had to have regular components in it. So a metal firing pin and a, and a metal bolt. The upper was still regular. So it's really like not somebody, as big a deal uh, as somebody was printing uh, like AR mags. Um, yeah. You know that that actually worked. Right, but there's still the spring was added. With yeah, something but that again, they couldn't. I mean, you can get from like an industrial supply warehouse. You can get the spring for like four or five dollars, maybe less. Yeah. For that, kind for of like spring. ten. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, four or five dollars for a pack of a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, buy it, bulk. It's yeah. pretty interesting, though. I mean, because if you it, what what will be really intriguing is when uh, the next step. So you you can three D print some object. You know, let's say even these figurines that that we have here. Okay. And then when the machine itself will also properly print them or uh, paint them. You know, right. via via spray ink or via whatever. Uh, because when you get this, I mean, clearly, as it shows, it's some sort of like plastic resin, like a prototype yeah. style thing. And s- still you have an artist that's sitting there painstakingly painting it or whatever. You, Even if you did your Transformers, I mean, it would come you'd out have just to get like it, that. Right, you'd and have I've to get it some painted. of the designs from some of their new ones that they're working on. Yeah. And they look just like that. They're, I mean, there's a couple of different color schemes for the resins and stuff that they're using. But yeah, but, to but make really the right a thing would final... Be, would be like an automated uh, airbrush or something like that. So if it if it was doing some of this stuff, it's like okay, chewing pieces, painting the pieces, whatever. Right. If we, if we want to make an analogy, Oculus Rift is to holodeck. 3D printer is not as close to replicator as Oculus Rift is to holodeck. 3D yeah. printer is. Still I think I could probably agree yeah. on that road. Yeah. I mean, we're we're not there yet, but I think we're going. To that point. I think your analogy makes sense. We should just say uh, everything that we're we're getting now from modern technology is from Star Trek and Star Wars. I mean, well, it has lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the lightsaber. Right, right. Yeah, lightsaber, yeah. and then the folding phones. That makes perfect yeah. sense, though, because all engineers are geeks, and yeah, therefore yeah. they're gonna go to what they know in their yeah, source exactly. material. And exactly, you know, there's a story of like Babylon Five uh, actually being approached by NASA. To discuss how they designed the the fight the fighters that were used because of the way they moved, it was very like, like realistic. It was Newtonian physics. They used the they were able to spin in space. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So they were like, you know, tell us about the design on that because we're curious. Yeah. Um, That's cool. obviously it takes a we, we we now have those. Yeah. They're flying around all over. <laughs> <laughs> in Mars. <laughs> awesome. No, yeah. I, I I think maybe even in in once we get into some more exotic materials like the Inconel, I found pretty interesting because you can't work with that in normal. You know, there's only there's really only a handful of people that hand work that type of material. So when they came out with 3D printers that could do it, it was a game changer, even for the big guys. Right, mm-hmm. that was the machine that that could do it. Then it wasn't 
some big forge. It wasn't, I mean, they 3D printed those parts because they're so one-off. And so where do I think this could go? Space industry, yeah, you know? Absolutely. You know, industrial 3D printers, not something that's accessible to us, but I think 3D printers could help mankind more on a very they probably are honestly level. already using them it, well, right i guarantee they yeah. are you know the expensive ones yeah, but right. it makes perfect sense that if you're going to have a base on the moon or mars you want to have the highest end 3d printer you can because if something breaks you can't have replacement parts for everything but you can just print it you know you're in much better shape well plus so. the uh the inputs to these are you don't have to be careful with them at all Right there's it's like a block of resin, yeah, for yeah. this stuff, you know. So let's say that's the case you that we've got a base on, there. right? We've got a base on the moon, or we've got you know International Space Station, and they're like, "Hey, I lost my widget number forty-five. Oh, okay. Well, we'll just send you more widget number forty-five. Oh, crap! Now widget fifty-seven broke, you know. So if they have like a three D printer, they could they could just print these things and just send them supplies of of what to print. So that would be giant. Resin blocks, block or right. blocks yeah. of steel, or whatever they're using yeah. for printing. Right, exactly. Energon cubes. Yes. Energon cubes. <laughs> you're you're right. Until they get to the point where we can have multiple materials and assembly, yep. and right. you know some kind of final production, it's just that's that's kind of going to be the holy grail. Yep. You know when we have a you have a but machine, and then it'll like, still be... have like wheels and stuff where they function because they yeah, on a ba- it. on a bearing. Yeah, they'll, yeah, they'll, they'll actually have make a bearing. And... It's pretty cool, but the, yeah, the I, you know, I just you know it's hard for me to be too excited about this because I just feel like there's no practical application for this yet. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> there is. There's I, there's I, hobby applications. Right, right. There's prototype applications. Yep. That's huge. And there's obviously specialty applications. Specialty replacement or yeah. Yeah. So, right. but this is not something that is realistic for uh, like you're not going to walk into. A medical device manufacturer and see just a room filled with 3D printers. Hmm. You you just you won't because it can't create what you need to create or the materials that you need to create it and do that kind of level of final process. Production. Actually, I'd be a little shocked if in five years, like the biomets and the they can th- those sorts of because they're sort of specialty fleshy type. Right, because you know, heart replacements or things. Because they do that yeah. now with with stainless, right? Yeah, but but they're doing that with not they're not doing that with three D printers. They're no. doing that with traditional production machinery. Yeah, correct. But there's there's a bunch of machining that goes into making it that way. Maybe in five years, it. I am not aware of because of how stainless operates. I, I'm not aware of a a stainless steel three D printer yet, just yeah. because of the properties of it. You know, yeah. you can't. Right. You can't weld on it. And get, uh, they would get to really hot in order to get in there and actually make it work. Yeah, well, even when it's shaping on, it, you know, it's just it, there's there's just too much going yeah. on there. Yep, right. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I I do think even when you get to the point where it can do multiple types of materials and and maybe even doing some uh, airbrush painting on it, maybe even fine printing, you know, like. Uh, maybe you're putting your warning labels on there, you know, with a with some sort of ink or whatever. Uh, we're still massively far away from a replicator, aren't we? Because yeah. the replicator is actually an energy, energy matter conversion, yeah. right? Is yeah. a, is a we're not even like we're not even in the ballpark. Same we're not ballpark. even we're, <laughs> yeah. not, so we're not even ballpark. we're not even playing the same sport. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, right. Either way, oh. awesome. All right. Well, I think that concludes episode five. For, for now, um, 
Be sure to comment. For now, it's like, it's we're going to start now. this up in 15 minutes. We'll take a break. <laughs> what I meant by that is, is 3D printers. We might revisit this in, a, in another year or two and see how far we've come. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I can see this. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. All right, so be sure to like us on Facebook, facebook.com, Fairly Awesome Podcast. Follow us on Twitter. It's FAPcast. Leave comments, like video. Do it. Do and it. And I think that'll do it. You want to. That's right. That's right. All right. See you guys.